Hi everyone, it's JP from the Who's Turn Is It Anyway podcast and firstly, thank you for coming back and listening to some of our earlier episodes. We really want to welcome you here. I do have to put out a disclaimer though that our audio quality on some of our earlier episodes is, well, it's a bit crap. It's just not to scratch due to being noobs and messing up and basically getting microphone settings wrong, which you'll hear all about in episode four. We've made the decision to keep these episodes in our list for continuity purposes and it's important to remind ourselves how we started, but if the quality does put you off, don't worry, it's all good. Feel free to jump straight to episode four where it gets a lot better and we'd love to have you join us and listen in. Thanks again, and more importantly, welcome to the group. We are back again for another dose of board game and podcast chat. And this is, of course, Who's Turn Is Anyway. And welcome to the show. I'm JP, your current first player, and I'm joined by Curly and a couple of new players, Adrian and Davies, to talk all about Nemesis, published by Awakened Realms. Welcome to the show, gents. Hello. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for having us. You're here. You too. Yeah. Finally. We're real. You're real. Yeah. We're in person. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adrian, we're going to go to you first. And. We always ask the same questions for our new players joining the podcast, which is, how did you get in the hobby? And what's your favourite game? And what game are you enjoying right now, which might not be your favourite? So over to you, mate. Yeah, so I got in the hobby. I played a lot, a lot of chess at school. Love chess. Played it competitively, like uh, county and stuff like that occasionally as well. Really enjoyed that. I played a little bit of Warhammer as well during school. Got to university, everyone sort of that I sort of made friends with was playing Magic the Gathering, D&D, Warhammer. So kind of went down those routes. And then around, I was trying to work it out because you guys were all talking about 2017, 2016. Yeah. Mine was 2009. Um, Old school. Yeah, old school. I got into it with um, some of the group that I was playing Warhammer with. They were playing sort of newer games. So it's quite an exciting time, I think. Showed like Dominion, which was the first ever like big deck builder had pandemic which was doing something new for co-op and then sort of a couple of years later as well you had um risk legacy the first ever legacy came out um battlestar galactica was around at that time as well zombicide was kind of the, the new hotness so all of that came out about that time then i sort of moved away from board games for a little bit and i went heavy into tabletop wargaming played about 14 or 15 different systems of tabletop wargaming like had just cases and cases of that and then just before the pandemic hit the actual one not the board game um, <laughs> i got back into board gaming big time and then while we were all in lockdown i spent far too much money and built up a massive collection of board games and then last november you put out a jp put out a facebook post saying looking for more gamers for the group and that's it i'm the new kid on the block yeah, I think that's quite a good segue into our last episode because we were talking about how uh, we set up the gaming group and, and kind of given our hints and tips of, of how we do it. And we um, mentioned the, the Board Game Trading and Chat UK Facebook group. Yeah. That's exactly how we kind of did a, a call. Um, I think I used the Anchorman GIF post of him with his uh, conch shell calling uh, for aid. <laughs> and, and Adrian responded, and here he is, which is brilliant, right? Because yeah. it means we're, we're growing the group and getting more like-minded people. So, Nate, welcome welcome to the group, mate, even though we've said this already, but publicly welcome to the group. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's on recording now. Yeah, yeah it's real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's nice to get someone out of it because it was just when I mentioned it to you, didn't I, about possibly needing a new gamer for certain types of games we've got. Yeah, you said one more person. You said you're sick of the current group. So yeah, it's one more person. especially yeah. that Davey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I just mentioned it and then JP put it out and, and it's great because we actually got a couple of gamers that come every now and again. Mm. But it's great that Adrian's around because he's actually turning up like quite regularly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, favourite games then? So I think favourite games are a really tough one. I've got a couple of evergreens. So I've mentioned them already, Dominion and Pandemic. Mm. It doesn't matter how, like, since I was first introduced to them way back when, every time they come up as an option, I'm always quite excited to play them. I'm always, I've got quite a few different versions of Pandemic. I've got a few expansions of Dominion, and I always enjoy playing them. I think they're my evergreen games. I wouldn't say that they're necessarily always the top of my list, but always happy to bring them out, always happy to play them. Um, They're just really, I think they're, 
simple-ish sort of those Euro games. They're quite yeah. simple, but they, each game is very different. And I think it's that also that comfort thing as well of, you know, I know how to play it. A lot of people know how to play Dominion and know how to play Pandemic, or it's really easy to teach and you can get to the table quite a bit. So, yeah, no, they're my two evergreens. Um, and what am I playing at the moment? Playing a lot of Marvel Champions. Love it. Yeah, I think, as I say, again, different group mostly for when I'm yeah. playing with Marvel, uh, Marvel Champions, but really enjoying that. Got most of the heroes and villains and all the big packs. Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition has really sort of like re-highlighted why I like Terraforming Mars. I know we've talked about this before off the podcast. I find the base slightly too long and maybe a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition really sorts all that out. The, the time can be like half the time. And the engine and all the bits I like about Terraforming Mars are still in the game. So that that's seen a lot of playtime for me. And I've mentioned it loads again off the podcast, but It's a Wonderful World was my most sort of interest, like most games I taught to people last year. Um, it's a fantastic game. It's that card drafting, engine building. I call it the Seven Wonders Slayer because I think it wipes Seven Wonders off the table for me. Um, a really strong game that I'm getting to the table a lot at the moment. Nice, yeah. We have to get that to the table. I know you're, you're setting up a, an event soon, aren't you? So hopefully we'll all get to, to sample that one. So looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm intrigued. But yeah, well, welcome to the show, Adrian. Let's um, switch over to you, Davey. Let's learn all about you. Me? Um, Who are you? So I don't know what to call myself now because my name's James. Um, <laughs> that is true, but we all call you Davey. We all call me Davey, so that's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll roll with that. Um, so I got into the hobby uh, via my family, which are heavy gamers. From when I was little, they, my mum and that side were always playing Boggle, um, card games. Uh, Go for Broke was the board game that hit the table most. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's the, like the opposite of Monopoly. We got to lose all your money. A million so dollars. It's, it's ten times more fun, really. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my slight introduction into it. And then as I started getting a bit older, played Warhammer, a lot of Magic. Um, TCGs are still a bit of a yeah. Or sore spot for me, really. Yes. Spend way too much on them. <laughs> like they crap. Literally, yeah, they burn <laughs> holes in your pockets. Um, and yeah, and then kind of when I was had a big gap uh, when I was in teenagers, uh, too much partying. Exactly. We also yeah. the same that we've got to. Yeah, we we didn't say teenage. We said twenties because you know we'd yeah. like to make make us sound like we were a bit old before we got into that. But you're probably right. Yeah. Well, just gonna drink your teens till what? Until 39, I think. 39. Yeah, mentally, yeah. But, um, yeah, and then got, got back into ball gaming by Mansions of Madness um, and played the first edition. Yep. Um, and that was horrible. Setting up, it took so long to play. And when eventually we got up to the table, it, it was just, it was awful. But suddenly it, it awoke something in me. I thought, modern games are actually getting, like, a lot more in depth. There's yep. a lot more mechanics to this than what I'm used to with previous board games. Yeah. So we started going through it all and we found uh, Cosmic Encounters, which is an old board game. We said modern board games are more depth, but it's just, you know, it had a bit more flair to it, I think, with the modern one. It surprised me how it's so done that. Yeah, but that's it. That's it. But it's surprising how old it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I couldn't believe it when I looked out. When you told me how old it was, I was surprised it was as good as it was. Yeah, and it's it was more just it was fun, wasn't it? And it's it's quite good in a in a big number, which certain board games are. And then as a group, we started playing all types of board games, really, Um, and non board games as such. uh, Perudo, which is just a a bluffing game. Lies dice. Lies dice. Yeah. Um, and then I had another big gap after that, and that's when I think I got in touch with you, Curly, when I moved back to Taunton. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it kind of escalated from there. Cool. We did have a stint of where we were playing probably, what, four games a week? We had to, we had to go, guys. Let's have a with ourselves a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, meant, I mentioned that last time on the episode, going, yeah, I have to calm down now because I've got a family <laughs> and, and a life. And <laughs> as much as it was fun, I just, yeah. Games are life. I know. The yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll see you, wife, a week next Tuesday. That's the next, <laughs> yeah. that's the next time I'm free, I'm afraid. It's when you get comments like, um, when are we seeing each other again soon? You live with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I mean, I went full canon towards war games. Like, so I also play war games, TCGs, 
board games, computer games, anything that's got game. Yeah, I will. I am heavily invested in. I, I love mechanics. As long as it's got some tight knit combo mechanics or something where I can build on an engine. You yeah. love an engine. Yeah. Has. Yeah. And yeah. Cool. What's your favourite game, then, mate? So my favourite game is probably Terraforming Mars. Mm -hmm. um, as I said, I love an engine, and for that, the replayability was like no other game we kind of played before. Um, and I think when I when I when I looked at it first of all, I thought this game looks awful. The theme of it, <laughs> what the hell is this? Um, and we've pimped out the game since then. Uh, Riser for me is Ark Nova. Very similar to Terraforming Mars um, and Lost Ruins of Arnak. Yeah. Uh, mainly just the amount of times I've got it to the table um, and people are always willing to play it. It's kind of got a easy entry level, but also has the depth for people that want to play it. Um, and then it's, it still seems to be balanced, um, which is quite a hard thing to do. Um, who, who doesn't want to be Indiana Jones? Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Studied archaeology. That helps me towards it. Yeah, it's one. It's definitely a game that I want to play. Do you have a whip in your room as well? <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. Um, I actually do. <laughs> More um, than I want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but it is with a fedora. Oh, nice. Because it's Indiana Jones, not nice. because I'm king. Um, well, he, he wants the, the whip to be morally acceptable. Yeah, yeah. So he puts up a door. Yeah, it's the holy grail that's the bit off putting as well. Yeah. You, you chose poorly. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, again, welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome back, Curly, as well. I'm not Thanks, going to give you as much for the uh, intro because everyone's heard your story. Yeah, that was interesting. He likes to beat people. He likes to beat people. No, he likes to beat efficiency. So I think it's time to talk about what's hit the table. It's, let's talk about Hex. So literally, what has got to the table? What's been good? What's been not so good? What have we enjoyed? What haven't we enjoyed? Um, I'm going to go to you, Adrian, first. A game that actually has Hexes in it. It go sets on. it up very nicely. Eclipse Second Dawn we played a little while back. It's my first playthrough of it. Yeah. It was brilliant. I really loved it. I thought the... Um, the building of the ships was fantastic. I really like the exploration. One of my, I do like TI4, Twilight Imperium 4. One of my gripes is that I always find that it's just big combats pushed into each other in like the last round. And ironically, that's how our game ended. But if I'd actually played it sensibly, it wouldn't have been. It would have been little skirmishes at the side. I just wanted to see what my stupidly messiled up ships would do <laughs> in a big combat so I just pushed them all towards the giant cosmic satsuma in the middle <laughs> space orange space orange <laughs> yeah it yeah. was it was a good epic little game that and yeah you said this is not the most efficient thing for me to do but this is the most fun thing to yeah do. it was great fun it was <laughs> yeah it, it it has that sort of slightly euro-y feel of, yeah. of moving your little discs your lozenges to the to the end and then having to pay the cost of doing that and it really gave me a bit more of the space exploration stuff that I was looking for maybe in Twilight Imperium yeah. um, that I don't feel like I got from that as much. No. They look similar theme-wise, but they're very different. They're they very couldn't different be any different, could they? Very yeah. I, I do find Eclipse more punishing, though. For uh, I th a mistake, it can really punish you. I find Eclipse a little bit more RNG in the way yeah. of the, when you explore. It's a great mechanic, but it does suffer a little bit from you can pull bad tile after bad tile oh, it feels like Eclipse I pulled three bad tiles on the trot didn't I in yeah. the game we just played um, you're the first person that I've seen that actually said I'll do the explore action look at the tournament I don't want that yeah and which then you three think three times in a row it's really like, inefficient because I'm not getting anything but yeah. actually it paid off in the end in the end it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. kind of pulled itself around yeah. but yeah no it's fantastic um, got to see a great range of ships of the different obviously when you look at reviews one of the big parts they talk about is you have to build your own ships up and do your own research yeah. and you kind of go okay well how big a part of it is is it of that game and it yeah. is massive and it was great to see oh i've got like loads of cloaking devices i've got loads of computers i've got loads of hull points basically on my ships and so i just went massive missiles and sentient hull or whatever it was called yeah um it gave me a bit of hull and a bit of aiming yeah and yeah really enjoyed it 
I mean, yeah, I think that's one of the strongest points of that game is is the research and building your ships up and having that aspect of it. Yeah, the blueprints, messing around with your blueprints is definitely just fun and the fact you can be so versatile. Like, one day I'm going to do some glass cannons, which is exactly what you did. Like, yeah. These uh, missiles on the interceptors. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I'm going to build tanky things that can yeah. just take hits, but I'm still got the, the crappy yellow dice. I'm just hoping I will roll that hit um, over 17 rounds of, of combat. So, yeah, it's brilliant. Cool. That's Eclipse. Let's get on to the next game. So I'll, I'll, I'll kick this one in. June Imperium, we got that back to the table with the Rise of X expansion, which was great fun. Great fun. Really, really enjoyed that debut on that game as well. Yeah, I we, had that a, game. we had a three-player, managed to get a couple of games in in succession, which I always like doing, right? Yeah. Get a game in, play it, do it's, another one. It's one of the few games that's short. But really deep. It's not too time. short though. You know, it's not too short. It's like, yeah. well, it doesn't feel short because you've got that depth there, yeah. and it's it's kind of got the complexity that you yeah. want. It hits a rare sweet spot. The yeah. timing, complexity, and everything. All the time. Yeah, it's one of my favourite games, along with Art Nova. In the last God, I don't even know how long. Two years, probably three years. Yeah, June has really stood out, and Art Nova's really stood out. Just you know, I was yeah, to miss some of those. Just getting the uh, the expansion, which is. You know, you know what I'm like with expansions. I love them. I want to collect them all. Um, but but actually, I kind of like what this does um, with it's the subtle, isn't it? It's a subtle way. Mm. But you got the overlay board, changes some of the um, the landscape council spaces at the top. He kind of shrinks them and actually introduces the shipping track where you kind of push yourself up the track, and then at some point you can pull your, your disc back and get all the benefits that are on that track. So obviously, the more you invest in it, the more you're going to get from it. It's kind of slightly like a gamble thing because you have to invest that efficiency yes. to maybe get something later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, because there was a slight criticism saying that there wasn't enough from this expansion, but I think it did just the right amount. It wasn't yeah. too much. It didn't. I wouldn't play the game without it. No, but personally, I wouldn't. I think it, it adds enough to, to to tweak it into just being more enjoyable. And the fact that now you've got dreadnoughts. Which are another unit type you, you kind of put into the into the conflict that have like a strength three unless you play that faction at strength four. Amazing, man. amazing. Um, and they can never die, mm. and that just switches up the uh, the, the conflicts loads. Um, and now we're getting combat power of twenty plus very easily. Yeah. Um, so actually, some of the, the, the battles are a hell of a lot more tense. You yeah. Think, God, it was a lot tighter. Yeah. Before sometimes you had one person that would always run away with it, and yeah. now there was always that. The slight conflict of, oh, who's going to win this? Yeah, he's got the cards. Because I also find you're cycling um, through the, uh, not Destiny, what's the... Uh, the Intrigue. The Intrigue deck yeah. a lot quicker as well, which yeah. means you're seeing a lot more of those combat cards, which means you're seeing a lot more quick, like, split decision changes in who's winning. And, yeah, it was, I mean, the, it was the first really game we really played. Well, the first game we played, Dave, is that you were you accelerated like from the start. Boom! <laughs> he he was on six feet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I he was on six VPs. I was on two. Or Tambo didn't even get off the the starting blocks. Yeah. But by the end of it, we were all at um, nine, ten, and I just you had one by one VP. I just Tambo was didn't have a draw in the end. Yeah, it was well, me and you draw. No, I, yeah, we drew and I won on Spice. Yes. Number of Spice. Yeah. And time it was one VP behind. So that's how Spice the end game was. So, yeah, it just kind of all came together. But no, what I really like about it is the uh, the X board, which adds all the um, text that you can buy. You can use Spice to buy the tech uh, uh, technologies. And, and that kind of then gives you a little uh, engine that you can kind of configure and build. It kind of reminds me of the, the Eclipse uh, ships, but you kind of, I'll have a bit of that, which will give me combat better. I'll have a bit of that, which will allow me to get agents or yeah. infiltrate or whatever. You can kind of configure like two or three techs off that board to really lean into your play style a little bit. And that was just really good fun. Sound, sounds really interesting because I've only played the base one, yeah. right? Um, and having your little person that gives you a little bit of power is a difference is great, but it's not it's not really asymmetry in that no. respect. Like there's a little bit of, oh, I get this a bit more than somebody else, but it's not massive asymmetry in that respect. No. And the ability to build asymmetry as you go in a game, having that little bit of starter and then the ability to really build it, not only in your deck, but then on, yeah. the, on a tableau as such, sounds really interesting. Mm. I'd be interested to give that one a try. Definitely. I just, I just really like the balance in that game. Yeah. I feel like every game we've played has always been close. It's always been a tight knife fight. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Moving on then. I I I've been really enjoying Cantaloupe. 
book two, which some of you might not know what the hell I'm talking about. But Absolutely no idea. Cantaloupe is... Okay, JP. is, is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. It's got a bit of a cantaloupe going yeah. on. No, can cantaloupe is basically, if you remember in the 90s, point-and-click adventures, Monkey Island, Day of the Tentacle, Indiana Jones and the Fable Lancers or whatever, all the, all the different kind of point-and-click uh, games that Lucas, LucasArts that, yeah, did with that wacky comedy and uh, kind of strange strangeness that's going on. Like, you know, you've got to pick up an item of a rubber chicken and use it to swing over and Tim do this. Schnaffer. Yeah, all of, all of that like, wackiness. They're now brought out a book um, called Cantaloupe, which is based around this petty criminal called Hook. And you are trying to uh, break someone out of prison on the first book anyway, um, in order to kind of do this big revenge plot against someone that's wronged him in the past. But it's all done in this really humorous way and he's cracking these really like dad jokes all the time but mechanically how this book works is you've got this postcard you can kind of move around to the different scenes you're picking up uh, items and then these are cards with codes on and you can kind of put them on the pages and then it'll give you like little scenes that might trigger off or you know interact combining items all that kind of stuff it shouldn't work like as I'm explaining this, you probably think he's got mad. He's playing with cards and uh, like pick a pick your own adventure book. Yeah, but just kind of expanded upon. You know, get yourself a coffee and sit yourself down on a Sunday afternoon and just start going through that book. And you just lost like three hours and you're trying to crack through these like puzzles and you're what's going on. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's a, a beautiful little random thing. I think that's the biggest difference between me and you. You love your solos. I I really don't think I have a solo game. I, I have borrowed it off of you, and but I've been planning to play it with Gemma, my girlfriend. Yes, because I think that'll be something you know we can we can enjoy. Yes, yeah. she's not happy getting that. No, I, think I, I am intrigued by it. But it's one of those things. It's like you see it, and you sat on your shelf, and you're like, oh, I've got to start this. And then when you actually sit down and you start it, then it gets you. And you, all you're thinking about is the puzzle, just like you did when you used to play Monkey Island. It's like, well, how do I get across this thing? How do I use this yeah, like, balloon thing that I've got? I, yeah, because yeah. I've, I've played the Sherlock Holmes ones, mm. which are kind of like, you know, escape room-esque or, yeah. you know, puzzle, I guess. But, yeah. uh, but there you go. In the same ilk, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Love it, recommend it. Um, I'll say I'm on, on book two, just cracking back through it really it's just nice to be with old friends um so yeah that's that by yourself yeah by myself yeah <laughs> drinking coffee it's brilliant but no the, the kind of last thing that i'll just raise is uh, i mentioned this on the last episode i got to play anunnaki dawn of the gods which is a um kind of a brand new game that's coming to kickstarter funny enough on my birthday oh, next man. month and yeah managed to, to kind of get that to the table or Play with uh, Paul Grogan from Game of Rules, which is great. Um, and Anunnaki is uh, it's, it's basically a Euro game, but the theme of it is you all play as various different alien races that are themed after ancient gods. So you've got like an Egyptian style faction where you have. I was not expecting that. No, you have uh, the Ra. You've got the Babylonian kind of style faction. Um, you've got the uh, Norse with Odin, and you've got the um, so ancient Greek. history. Space, yeah, Euro game, yeah. This might as well be designed for me. You're, you're gonna love this. You are gonna love this. Wise, this is going to be like, I think this is right up your wheelhouse, mate. Yeah, this, okay. this is this is this is great. And, Sounds dangerous. Yeah, watch your wheelhouse. It's going right up there. Um, but no, it, it's essentially you're all like aliens from your own worlds, and your home planets are dying. So you need to kind of go to Gaia, which is Earth. Uh, in the center and and try to establish uh, dominance so it's kind of it looks like a dudes on a map game where you've got you know different workers and followers and things um and you've kind of got these big circles where you've got your planets and the, and the main kind of earth planet in the middle and yeah what i really enjoyed about it actually wasn't the theme or or the the kind of the way it played per se is the action selection mechanism is fantastic in this game so if you can imagine like a pentagram um kind of star with a uh, kind of circle around it you've got 10 spaces on, on this star with different actions that are these tiles and it, it kind of reminds me of scythe in the way that you're moving around and you can't kind of do the one that you've just done but you can either move to like the one next to um the the action selection and you can put a cube in the slightly and get crystals and things like that or you can go anywhere you like but you don't obviously get that bonus so you're trying to work out this like efficiency puzzle of um, moving my kind of uh, action selection token in the right way 
getting the right things. And if you surround the uh, triangles that are on the outside, you get to unlock your like, lesser gods. And that starts to give you abilities and powers. And if you do the one in the middle, that unlocks the main god. And then he comes onto the board and you can start okay. doing some fun things. It's like he's it's, doing like a job application form where it's like use the trigger words to like hook him in. <laughs> yeah. He's using like ancient gods, you know, I was, I was obsessed with ancient bro, ancient Greece, yeah. ancient gods. And now you've started talking about efficiency. Oh, it's so, like, well, it breaks your brain. Puzzle as well. Um, you got the job, Jake. It's, yeah, it's, 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 I really enjoyed How much it. Are you paying you for no, nothing, nothing. I'm, 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 we're not on any commission. We're, you know, we're a ramshackle bunch of people <laughs> just talking about games. And no, I honestly really enjoyed it. I thought there's a lot of, lot of legs in it mm. and a lot of variability and. Can't wait to bring it to the table. Well, I'm not saying I'm <laughs> going to get it. Happy birthday, JP. I'm not saying I'm going to get it, but check it out. The last one that we recently got to the table was Nemesis, but I think that's a good segue into our main event, right? Yeah. So the main event today is to talk about Nemesis. So as I say, Nemesis is published by Awakened Realms and... I wanted to kind of talk, have an episode directly on this game because of the fact that it's just kind of exploded. <laughs> I think it's probably the right word uh, into kind of well, exploded into my collection because it's one of the many Kickstarters that I've got yeah. and uh, that are coming on down the road. But I think it's just been hitting the table lots, and I think most of the people that played it are really enjoying it. And and this isn't a review. I think the fact that we're talking about it kind of shows you that we like it. Uh, unless someone's going to contradict me in a minute, which no, we haven't planned for. It's just a good talking point, isn't it? There's yeah. a lot of kind of, uh, it drips theme. This. Oh, so yeah. We've always got good stories to tell about it. So Absolutely. Why not talk about it? That creates stories as well. As yeah, exactly. 100%. So we thought, well, why don't we just have a chat around it? For those that haven't heard of Nemesis or have ever played it, maybe this will convince you to give it a go check it out have a look or find someone who's got a copy because it's not cheapest let's face it <laughs> um and then go and uh, get in on some games but i think for those who haven't played i'll just kind of set the scene the premise the the theme because it is dripping in theme it is i think the most thematic game i've ever played um you're Got to alien music in the yeah, background isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah fate of black uh, spaceship <laughs> off uh slowly crawling onto screen but now it's essentially the nemesis of a spaceship that's um, on, on a voyage for collected minerals or some other reason that I can't remember from the rule book. <laughs> and the crew is all in uh, cryosleep and essentially they wake up and realise that one of their crewmates is dead in the hibernatorium, which is the room where you all kind of start and wake up. And everyone, because they've been in cryosleep, everyone kind of forgets or where the, the, the rooms are in the ship. That's the explanation. I love this. Uh, and but they always remember the engines are at the back and the cockpits at the front because obviously that's where they would be. But every other room is kind of a bit hazy as you kind of uh, kind of get to grips. And obviously there's a dead guy or dead girl in the room. Everyone's a bit, what the hell's going on? The ship's on its arse, basically. I think that's the, <laughs> the best way to uh, to explain yeah, it. It's never easy, is it? It's never easy. It's on its arse. Things are creaking. Um, nothing's quite working as it should. Noises everywhere. And lo and behold, it doesn't take long for the uh, the nasty little shits to to turn up and, and start causing havoc. Which are these intruders, which are basically a blatant, I say rip off, probably a rip off from from aliens. Because they design. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I, think, I think I think certainly the base game. Yeah, I'll talk about the base game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but. You know what? I think if they did an alien licensed version of that game, I still would probably prefer Nemesis in a weird way. I think what they've done with it is is absolutely fantastic. But one of the things I really like how they thematically explain some of the concepts of the rules where you know your your characters have got these like chips in, in, in their brains that prevent them from actively harming the other crewmates, which just means that you can't directly attack people in this game. But you can indirectly attack you them. You will play There's some nice. really nice grenades out there that can do some extra damage yeah. to another room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, never give Adrian a grenade. No, no. That's my, that's my, uh, or Chris. My, yeah, or Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's a bit nasty with it. He wasn't even bad, I don't think, was he? No, he was. He yeah. was in the end, was he? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the theme. And you wander around the ship, you, you, you kind of explore and you're doing things. Intruders are popping out left, right, and center. It's inevitable that someone's going to croak it and die. And this game does have um, player elimination in it, which normally would turn people right off. But I think for me, I quite like that it's in there. 
um, which is a weird thing for me to say because I think player elimination is a crappy mechanism in most board games. Yeah. But it's I quite an important like part it. of that feeling. The fact yeah. that you can die is an important part of it. It makes you think a bit more carefully about yeah. stuff. Yeah, it adds that extra edge. Like like most people, I don't particularly like player elimination. No. I think the way that they dealt with it here is kind of nice and kind of problematic in the fact that if you die from an alien, you get to control the aliens, which can feel a little bit double-edged because the people you were working with a second ago potentially really working hard to see them all snuff it. And it can feel <laughs> a bit mean on that front, but it certainly increases that tension of, I've only got... I've had two, so what, you pass away when you've had three serious wounds, you snuff it? Yeah, you have three serious wounds and any extra wounds that you take light or serious, you are dead. So when you're on two serious wounds and you're collecting, you're going down that tracker that tells you when you next get your big serious wound, oh, it feels tense. Yeah. It feels really tense. Yeah. So yeah. We must disagree on this one, Adrian, because I would absolutely love wiping you guys off. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would be a deep joy. That doesn't surprise me. No. You've not played as the aliens yet. I'll not take, you're telling me you wouldn't enjoy it. Uh, depends how I died. <laughs> <laughs> it's how he died and who did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, payback. But I think the the important thing I probably haven't mentioned is that you know, as the characters on the, on the ship, you've all got these uh, objectives. So one's a personal objective that you're trying to do, and one's a corporate objective. And obviously, the corporation is bad because all corporations are evil in the future and probably now. But let's not go there. <laughs> um, and and the first time one of these little buggers shows up, um, you, you've got a side one. And and that really is a hard choice because it doesn't take long for one of the little buggers to show up. And you've got to make this tough choice. And then whatever you make, you're stuck with it. And and that really just shapes your arc and the story of the rest of the game. And and that's it. I liken it to being in a film mm. or playing in an interactive film and the way it kind of pans out because it does create stories. There's no narrative in the game whatsoever, nothing. Mm. It's all kind of done on your actions and, and the stories you tell around the table. Uh, it's funny as hell. There's always bad stuff happening to people. There's always the, uh, you know, the soldier who's armed to the teeth who just cannot roll a hit. It feels just a Yeah, I love it. It's, it's just uh, amazing, amazing fun. For the most part, those mishmash of mechanics come together to create real tense moments where oh, I've got to wait for that card to come back round again so I can reload or I can do whatever. That's not happening. I'd better just run away. And it creates those cinematic moments, I suppose, yeah. if you want to yeah. put it that way. Um, and a chance for your friends around the table to laugh at your misfortune as well yeah. whenever it happens. That's interesting. You guys might know of other examples, right? It's the only game that I know of. Now, it reminds me of a hidden enemy style game, Battlestar Galactica, all of those type of games, mm-hmm. but it's not quite right. What it is, is a selfish git game. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of a weird co-op in the fact that if you're definitely against each other, then you're not going to fix the ship to any point where no one's going to win, right? Yeah. But it is a very selfish game. I find that mechanic so interesting. And that, for me, is the biggest impact on Yeah, how many times has our ship survived? Well, like, usually someone's went for the escape pod. As soon as it's opened, it's, yeah. it's there. And, uh, is, that, is that right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. escape has been free. Absolutely go for the escape pod and you just hope that you don't pull the wrong card. That jettisons so it off. Jettisons the escape pod you were literally two steps away from. <laughs> After revealing yourself as being bad and <laughs> checking a grenade, suddenly the escape pod flies off and you are stuck there with all these people you just tried to kill. Oh, so he put funny. all of his eggs in a basket that jettisoned himself into space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I was trying to be nice, so I had the objective to kill you, David. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I thought, look, I, they all look pretty doomed. If I just get in this escape pod, the aliens will do the job for me. I don't have to, I was captain, I don't have to be a mean captain or anything like that. I'm just trying to be nice, right? My, my captain, my captain. <laughs> and then this pod of jettison does it suddenly like, right, let's go and grab the grenades and start chucking them at Davy and do this the hard way. It was a bit like that earlier in that game where me and you were in the, the yellow room and um, we pulled an event that basically activated the uh, the airlock mechanism and shut me and you. Yeah. All the doors shut down. We were stuck in, in that room going, oh, crap. Yeah. So we had to kind of, luckily, we had the demolition kind of cars to bust out. Bust, yeah. But that could have been a very nasty end for two of the characters yeah. just going, kind of blown off to space. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was funny. But no, I, I think, um, yeah, like I say, the mechanics, I completely agree with you. It's, it's a game I shouldn't like. 
on paper, I should not like this game. I didn't back it. I've had two chances to back the game. Yeah. And I didn't back it either time because at the time I hadn't played it and it said oh, cinematic, which is normally like a oof, yeah. exploration. It's not always for me. There's loads of decks, there's dice, there's yeah. randomization out the wazoo. And I was like, I don't think this is going to be a game for me. And I played it once. And I realised my mistake, but at that point, even the late pledge had closed on the lockdown <laughs> Kickstarter. That's what's great about GP. He, he, just he, he has it, right? Yeah, so yeah. we've got it from that point. I, I, I actually now. did get my first one played by now, since the last time we played it. Okay. What now, was it? The fact that I could have won on turn one. Because mm. you pulled the right objective and did the right thing. I pulled the right objective, which was someone else to survive with me. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I pulled really luckily, I'll grant you, it won't happen every game, but I did pull a, an item that allowed me to open an airlock early. Yep. And as soon as you pull that, then I could have won on turn one. Now that's worse than being eliminated because I'm just going to, what am I going to do then? Yeah. yeah. I literally, within half an hour, <laughs> I could have won and I yeah. didn't. That yeah, was yeah. my only problem. And it was really RMT, but I really wish that card was in the game. Yeah. But you're putting your objective to pure chance of other people winning or, or yeah, not surviving. Yeah, taken someone else with me. But no one would want to go with you if their objective wasn't Yeah, but it was. Two, two people were doing That was also lucky because of the signal room was right next to the exact so, so it's one of those ways, I think, you know, all the, all the moons well, aligned. Just, and, yeah, maybe. I just don't really see very much need for that one concept. Yes, I think, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do understand them. I, I think agree. this feeds into to perhaps a, a bit of nemesis that like, a, I'm a little bit cold on is there's a lot of randomness. Yeah. Um, if you get the wrong objectives around the table, like you've kind of said, it can result in the game being over very quickly one way or the other. Um, and I do think that there was no buffer that they potentially could have put in that game to make sure it was a little bit more on rails, that it had a little bit more chance of not everyone wanting yeah. to go in completely separate directions. And it does make some games, but it also breaks some games. I think if you had that as your first game, where like four turns in, everyone's run off in a different direction because they want to kill each other or whatever it is that they want to do. Selfish reasons. It yeah. Can, yeah, I think it can really break that game. And I think that potentially someone who's playing it for the first time could have a bit of a rough experience with it and will just need a second it's, it's like a second it attempt at it. But I will say I will say that after that tiny little tweak of criticism that I've just thrown in there, it is still I wanna say in my top three games mm. probably of all time. Yeah. I absolutely adore the game. So it is such a it's small fun. Crisis. It doesn't matter if you win, it doesn't matter it, if you lose. It is the most fun game to lose. Isn't yeah. that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just one of them mad games. I love it. Yeah. Um, it's just great fun. So, yeah. Expansions. So, we've played with the Aftermath characters once. So, that's really like the ba- that. yeah, Bounty Hunter and CEO and the Android. Psychologist. Psychologist. Yeah. The dog dog. Like a yeah, break the dog. Dog character. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The scout convict we've had in. I think we had all the uh, the the extra ones in. We just did a game with the extras on with the base game. We've not played the aftermath um, epilogue mode because the ship never survives. Yeah, and it requires the ship to be alive or or intact at least to to do the uh, the epilogue mode. So we've not played it. We'll probably have to do a co op game just so the ship can survive. I reckon even if we tried, we'd struggle. That's true. So yeah, I do like what the extra characters adds in and uh, I think when we've been playing some of the other expansions we purposely kept them out just because you know there's a, a bit of rules overhead just trying to learn these uh, new alien kind of creatures yeah. and things so but yeah I think moving forward we'll definitely kind of throw them in and give people a choice because yeah it's great fun. I, I think you would have enjoyed the psychologist if you enjoyed the captain because that's the counterpart where I got to just make people move around wherever I wanted yeah. and was it would you kindly wasn't it it was a yeah, lovely bio kindly, show reference yeah, I love yeah. That. it was good um, yeah. I was hanging out with the with Tambo who was the serial killer dude Convict, yeah. Convict. Yeah. And, um, He's in cuffs for most of the game. He's cuffs for most of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it. Had some nice little interactions there. Yeah. I think he, he Tambo wanted me dead, but he just couldn't do it because I kept bossing him around. So <laughs> he was just hanging around with him all game. Yeah. <laughs> Quite fun. Yeah, so they're, they're, always, they're, they're great fun. Um, so yeah, that, that's, we played through that. That's been good fun. Um, the Carnomorphs we played, I don't know, last month. And I really enjoyed the Carnomorphs. The Carnomorphs were good fun. There were bodies everywhere. 
it was, yeah, it was that it was that upgrading alien sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah. You, to, you kill a few and then the next bigger one comes in and yeah. you kill a few of them, whereas like the intruders, the queen can turn up straight away yeah. with the carnivores. It gives you the um it gives you that build up a bit more. Mm. I really enjoyed that that idea of okay, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And yeah, there's still a chance that big thing comes out quite early or much later or never at all, but it Definitely had that build up, that escalation that I really enjoyed in the couple. It's like a, a hill that slowly goes up rather than just having like a you know a big boulder come down on top of you. <laughs> yeah. I also wouldn't use the word slowly because <laughs> those little critters like come crawling at you like 20 at a time. <laughs> just like trying to kill them all as best well, you can. Up and you feel like, oh yeah, this, this is easy. easy. I'm shooting everything. And then when you've got like 10 bodies in one room, you think, yeah, okay, this is escalating quite quickly. Yeah, they have this mechanic where, like, say, the start of these, I think they're called metagorges, they're like spidery things, and it's all like this virus. If you think of uh, Dead Space, the video game, or or any kind of viral infection that's kind of got on board the ship and it's now reanimating corpses to do evil and nefarious things, it kind of reminds me of the thing as well in the way that it works. Or um, prey, yeah. Or prey, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, insert any sci-fi video game in here. Yeah. Um, but all these these like spider things, you shoot them, it leaves a corpse on the floor, and then the other spider things eat the corpses or each other um, if they're there, and then they grow up and they get up, like to the, the next level. Grow up and go off to university. Yeah, go off. Uh, <laughs> we become really proud of them. They come home and like, just scrounge all your money. Uh, but no, they kind of get bigger, as Adrian says, and then it gets out of control. It gets to the point where you're overrun, the butcher turns up, and you're like, oh, crap. We've got to sort this out. By that time, the ship's yeah. on its arse, you're running away, you get yeah. the pods, oh no, they've jettisoned. Yeah. But I quite like the fact that it adds a different um, event deck um, and obviously the uh, intruder attack uh, or carnivore attack deck. So just it mixes it Is up there a little more bit. more fire in that theme as well? Because wasn't there something about them taking more fire damage as well? Probably, I can't remember. I can't. You might have been mixing two together. Yeah, you might have a lot of that weakness. But yeah, I, I just really enjoyed it. This one I'd probably throw in not every time, but just every now and then, I think. I was, good fun. I was on holiday randomly. I really wanted yeah. to go. And, um, yeah, I must admit, I was a bit glad. We'll do another one. I think, yeah, I, I definitely think if you're a big fan of, of it, it was definitely like a nice add-on that I thought it doesn't doesn't change the world, but it does give you a totally different flavour. Well, once you love a game, it's just all about variation. Right? Yeah. yeah. That, that's the We've got that in spades. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. two Alex's worth. So that, that's Carnivores. And then we played Void Seeders um, literally this week. Yeah. On Monday, didn't we? And again, it was good to get to the table. I, I wasn't I didn't enjoy it as much as Carnomorphs, and I probably didn't enjoy it as much as the intruders, if I'm being honest. I, I still had fun. I still think it was quite a different uh experience. So the void seeders are like this, um well they start off with like three layers on the ship, they're all in the exploration tokens. So you don't quite know where the layers are, and these layers are like manifesting uh, like mental horrors upon the the crew, more Lovecraftian, isn't it? Yeah, and, it definitely yeah. is a bit more kind of leaning on that side, and it, they're causing panic. And you've got this um, kind of mental tracker that you um, kind of go up, and that determines what level of baddie kind of jumps onto the board. So the more kind of stressed you are, the worse things get for you when you're kind of spawning those void uh, uh, seers on the board. So yeah, it's an interesting mechanic. Um, we. I, we did get a rule wrong. Let's let's put that out there. Um, but it was a couple, wasn't it? It's a couple, it and yeah. it did feel a bit easier because actually yes. it's the first time we've had multiple winners in the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I do genuinely feel but that the two mistakes that were made probably wouldn't have made did a difference. make a difference. But I still think the expansion itself is easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I feel like they right. need, maybe they felt like they needed to add something yeah. which had a bit less of a difficulty mm. because it is a very punishing game. And if you keep bashing your head against the wall, maybe you would start to not enjoy it. But it's only punishing if you kill each other well. constantly. You yeah, realise that. Probably <laughs> something to say. Says about a man who threw in a grenade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first time I've gone bad in the game of Nemesis, and I didn't complete my mission. So once you go bad, you, you never go back. Yeah. There we go. So no, it, it, it was fun, um, and quite like the panic system in it. It. it Cause some fun kind of little moments and stuff, but yeah, it probably wasn't enough carnage. I don't know. Yeah, probably yeah. expected more carnage. <laughs> that is the view of Nemesis, right? Yeah, is, yeah. is every story is completely different in that game because of what people pick out. So yeah, I think with the expansions, you could play them three, four times, and you'd never have the same experience again, which is exactly the same as the base mm. game. You could have yeah, agreed 20, 30 on the base game alone. At least. I think it also. It, you're really different depending on what group you play with as well. Oh, I think so. What group? It's a sandbox. 
you know, you put a load of uh, kind of toys in the sandbox, see how it all kind of manifests yeah. itself. So well, the first game I said to you guys, my other group is a lot more uh, cooperative uh, nemesis, <laughs> um, and so normally get very close to lots of people completing or. Like the ship only blows up with like a couple of turns left or something like that. Whereas every game we've played in this group, I'm at I'm I'm at just, you're lucky if you get halfway through the turn timer before everyone's dead on the ship. And so I think it, I think another that's another one of the positive points, isn't it? Is if you love the carnage, if you love that yeah. that chaos, it does feed into that quite nicely. And yeah. if you like the cooperative or the, the, the that that sort of more cooperative bit. There is a way to do it. If your if your group is that way minded, they will pick the nicer objectives, yep. and therefore you're more likely to get to the end. And you can kind of almost well, there is a full co-op mode in the game. Yeah, the... I've heard. Yeah, I've not played it myself. No, I've, but... I've only played it solo. But oh, yeah, if you don't want the conflict, if you don't want the oh, someone's going to backstab me, it's there. Yeah, so yeah, that's then... quite nice as well. Cool. Well, let's round up this conversation then. So um, the, the last kind of expansion is Nemesis Lockdown. I've not actually played, or none of us, I don't believe, have played it because we've not got it to the table. still nicely tucked away on my shelf, and I think it will absolutely get to the table at some point. But I kind of made a, a pledge with myself to finish off the other expansions, or at least get them, get them out, play with them, see what it's all about. But for those that don't know what Nemesis Lockdown is, it's basically a standalone expansion. It's set on Mars on a research uh, facility. You have a whole new uh, kind of alien race called the Night Stalkers. And I think they play very similar to the Intruders, but they uh, mess around with a, a, a darkness mechanic. So on this base, you have limited power. You've got to kind of move it around to, to various different levels where you've got a lift that can kind of take you up and down. And if you're in the dark, it's bad news. They like the dark. They like to kill you in the dark. If you're in the uh, the light, you get the advantages. You get the better combat die, not the crappy red one that, you always curse that because you're always missing things yeah. um, and other and kind of benefits as well. We'll probably cover that later on another episode at some point once we've actually played it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I uh, just wanted to kind of reference that. People go, what about lockdown? You've not mentioned lockdown. So yeah, there we go. That's Nemesis. We love it. Check it out. If you think any of this has been mildly amusing, entertaining, interesting, um, we, we'd recommend it. Right, guys? Yeah. 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 Okay, it's time for a quick question. Um, so we've actually got a question from Rhiannon Hollands, who actually is in our gaming group. Um, so that's another one. James, you did. It's the first time I call you James. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Davey? Mm-hmm. Oh, ooh, weirdness. You, you actually gave the, uh, the question to us last episode. Uh, so thanks for that. So Rhiannon says, is the store shop purchase board games from important to you, i.e. buying from a small retail versus a long, large online retailer? So thoughts, quick, quick thoughts. Well, my quick thought, it is fairly easy to go down the route of this one. It depends how big a difference it makes for the large part of the, for the large part of it. I will say I lean towards supporting uh, local game stores, and certainly I lean towards doing that mostly online, but local game stores from yeah. other areas, you know. Um, but looking for the best deals, going down that road. Honestly, if I would make any recommendation, it is not buy from Amazon, because the one game that I bought from them was the one fake I've ever had. There was a, a point, maybe middle of last year, where you could get like um, language independent games from Germany for a quarter of the price. All of mine turned up in great condition. I try and avoid Amazon actually for sort of political or social reasons or whatever you want to put, you know, there as to all the issues that Amazon sort of have in that in that space. But when you're talking about the difference between a forty pound game and a ten pound game because the back of the box is in German, that everything else is perfectly usable. Yeah. It gets hard to justify the extra 30 exactly. quid out of my pocket yeah, at that yeah, point. Exactly. Um, so I always use, um, there's a website called boardgameprices.co.uk. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, that has a lot of, mostly, there's a couple of sort of bigger like Shop for All or 365 games mm-hmm. that are sort of a bit more of a, just a general internet site that seems to cover several countries. But for the most part, they're little independent game stores around the country, and I'll find the best price I can there. And then I know I'm supporting someone's local game store, even if it's not my own. For me, it was actually probably over lockdown. Obviously, I was buying online. Um, we can't go into any stores, and they're already open. For have me. to do it. It's the physical experience as to why I'd probably buy in a in a uh, local store. 
obviously it's to support them as well and I, you know that's, that feels good uh, for them and me it's the experience you usually get when you go like there usually they've got a couple of tables you can sit and play as well and it, that's the kind of difference that you're and that's obviously why you're paying a bit extra because it's that physical space yeah. so for me I will generally buy online, um, but I will also buy you know, in the shops, and that's usually when I'm going out for more of an event purpose. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to ditto what you guys have just said. Boardgameprices.co.uk, yeah. check it on there. I do have my kind of favorite stores that I would gravitate towards. None yeah. of them are local to me. Um, but, yeah, Amazon I will tend to avoid because apart from you know, the scenario that you just said, Adrian, which makes perfect sense to me, but generally, the the other stores have a better price. Thank you, Rihanna, for, for chucking that question in. I think if anyone's got any questions, we want your questions. We want to get them in on the podcast. Um, and if you do have a question, we now have an email address, woohoo, uh, which is players at whosturn.co.uk. So if you've got any questions you want to send into the pod, uh, just fire us an email and one of us will pick it up and we'll get it on the list. We do actually have a list. I'm not just saying yeah, we've we got a list. list. Yeah. We do have a list. So we've reached the penultimate turn, guys. Basically, we're going to talk about what we're excited about, what's coming up, what's what's floating your boat. Well, I'll take this one because on, I've got two games coming up in the next, Ooh. I want to say, five days I'm really excited about. Go on, then. What is it? So I've had it for a few months since I went up to London, saw it, and went, yeah, that looks right up my alley, <laughs> is Unfathomable, which uh, is tomorrow, yeah. which is a reskin of Battlestar Galactica games yeah. and mechanics. Slightly different theming and a tweak on the end game. I'm given to understand, oh, really? um, but I'm really looking forward to playing that. Yeah. It's going to be really good fun. BSG Battlestar Galactica is one of my favourite games, so I'm looking forward to getting on the final. Got it. I'm missing that. I think it needed the reskin in my eyes, but some people love the. No, no, I love Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I'll be honest, it. but you know, it's, it's nice it's... to have something a little bit new, bit of variant. And to know that, that it can be built on in the future with, you know, yes, with the whole yeah. expansion. Yeah. I was going to say, I think yeah. you can do expansions. I don't really want to pay £500 for a board game. <laughs> yeah, no, but if no one's ever seen a uh, Battlestar Galactica board game, it's literally taken stills from the TV show and put them on the cards. So you get that 80s nostalgia, I guess. But for people that want it, for people that don't, then the mechanics the of the game is just like literally so nice. Yeah, yeah, the mechanics are solid. But the other one, Civilization. Yeah. So this is the 2012, I think, yep. version. Yep. Um, not new There's many different versions, not the new Dawn one, but there are early ones as well. Civilization, but the big thing is, I played it a couple of times. The big thing is that it's got the two expansions. Not an Italian expansion. Not an it. Italian expansion. It was Spanish, actually. What was it? Spanish, was it? I'd said it back about three times. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to especially getting Wisdom and Warfare to the table, which is yeah. the expansion that changes the combat mechanic, mm-hmm. which is my only gripe with the game. We yeah. really enjoyed Civilization whenever we played it. It has a nice it little... It turns it from a seven and a half game yeah. to an eight and a half plus yeah. that. Because that's the only bit we did think it was lacking in. Exactly. So that is... Yeah, it's kind of like a a complicated rock, paper, scissors, which it doesn't really need to be. It felt like it took a lot of time. It wasn't particularly satisfying. We could have just rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) It would have been more fun. Yeah, Yeah, so for me, those are my two ones that are coming up. And I think, like I say, that one's Monday night, so I'm really looking forward to that. Fantastic. Okay. Me? Um, So... TV show wise, rather than this, yeah, yeah. Sort of Moon Knight. Watched that last Watched night. Watched it last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was really good. Uh-huh. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not that kind of person, but it's, it's yeah, it's, it was really good. I loved um, it. Yeah, I probably enjoyed it. Uh, and then the other one, I've got Warhammer um, tournament coming up. So I'm looking nice. to that. Yeah, yeah, nice. my first tournament. So that'll be interesting. So you, you get your golden tape measure out. Got yeah. a golden tape measure yeah. now, unfortunately not. I'll have to get one. Yeah, yeah. linked up with yeah, yes. yes. For Christmas, I bought my brother a little leather um, tape measure. So yeah, yeah. Like, bling it up with like, metal <laughs> dice and stuff. You'd be surprised at how many people like come with all their blinged gear as well. You'd think, oh, I've spent a lot on this hobby. And then people are like, 
I've spent even more. Look at this. Jeez. Yeah, like, when, when I moved house, I had a box, and it must have been uh, for for board game sort of things. It must have been that unfathomable sized box, right? It's tr- quite a chunky big board game box, and it just had the word dice on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the movers picking it up and looking at it and going. Is it just dice? And I was like, yeah, it's all my bling dice for yeah. my different armies. Wrong with the box. Don't, don't drop it. Why you do you think you've got a whole box dedicated to yeah. dice? Yeah. When they drop it and a million sixes are rolled, you're like, what? Did you see yeah. that? The accident on the moon. Yeah. 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 Someone worked out the odds of yeah, know, like like roll. 18 billion. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Uh, what about you, Adrian? Uh, I've not actually got a lot of board gaming planned in at this point. I've got a D&D session coming up before the next uh, podcast recording yep. that we've got. Um, looking forward to that. It's set in Theros, I think the name is, the, the Magic the Gathering. Yep, kind yep. Of, it's Theros adjacent. It's not perfectly set in that world, mm-hmm. but it's kind of around there. Um, really, quite good. really looking forward to it. Yeah, um, I'm playing an Arab Cockra for those who care, which is like a little tiny bird that only lives to like the age of 15 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bow. It's a load of fun. I'm quite enjoying that character as a moment. You, you're a ticking time bomb of a character. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If yeah. anyone touches me with aging or whatever it's called, <laughs> I am done. That's you're not it. playing a sorcerer, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> World magic my screen. So. so, yeah, no. So I've got that. And then the other one that's uh, inside the group, I think that I'm really looking forward to is Crocodile. Yeah. I've not played. Crocodile, I've not played many uh, flicking dexterity games. I've played a load of stacking ones where you stack things on top of each other. I've got a few of those at home and I've played a few others. Um, but I've not really played much of a flicking game. And obviously, I think Shut Up and Sit Down did the world of good for Crocodile. Oh, it boosted it. Yeah. A bit of popularity now, Andy. And it, Andy in. And it, yeah, Andy, Andy in. Wit. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll let you do the cheap plug afterwards. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's been on my list for a little while. Certainly since Shut Up and Sit Down did their thing, it it kind of took it from a, oh that's something different to a that looks really cool. I really want to play it. And we've got a bit of we've got a couple of sessions of that yep. coming up, um, and I can't wait to play because it, it gets hyped by everyone I've ever spoken to that's got involved yeah. in it. Brexit so. games rejoice there for yeah, yeah. And selling selling out. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'll, I'll do the shameless plug now on behalf of uh, our other player Ian because if he was here he would do it because it's all he talks about. It's crocodile, yeah. isn't it? But yeah, he, he's uh, organised the, the very first uh, UK Crocodile Championship, uh, which is held at the UK Games Expo, which is just amazing. He's yeah. got that venue. Um, there are, what, 32? Yeah. 32. Uh, Although it can be expanded. can be expanded. On... Yeah, 32 places. There are about 10 tickets left. Might be less now since this recording goes out. But yeah, the potentially to expand to, to 64. So if you're interested in Crocodile, Get a ticket if you're obviously there. If you're not interested in Crocodile, get a ticket because yeah. it's just great fun. Like there's, I think the variety of players. I mean, I'm going to be playing in this tournament. I am crap. Um, so yeah, you know, you've got me to be. Uh, I will definitely probably be last, but I just think it's great fun. So liken it to any other yeah. thing. If you don't know what it is, it's, it's similar to pool. It's that kind of dexterity game, but you're obviously using your your fingers instead, yeah. and it's it's it's. Oh, more like curling, I guess. I was going to say, you look like curling uh, around a circle. Curling on a table yeah, where you can play it, have a couple of beers or not if you don't drink. But, you know, it's, it's a very relaxed Without game. You don't have the yeah, brooms. Yeah, no shuffling. brooms. Yeah. No, you have a very small broom that you have to, you know. But you have bliss powder. Anyway, that's, we're, we're, getting too, we're getting too deep in it. But like, check it out. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, very quickly for me, uh, I'm looking forward to Perseverance, which is hopefully going to be fulfilled very soon. I've just had the uh, the email from Spiral Galaxy, which means that it's, it's getting close. So for those that don't know, Perseverance is uh, um, one of Mind Clash's games, and it's a dice drafting worker placement style game set on uh, an island which is infested by dinosaurs. So oh, nice, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it, I really well, like. Placement's like the, the flavor of the month. Isn't yeah, it? it's, it's the way they do it, where you've got yeah. the dice pool, you roll it, you're taking the dice, all got obviously different faces on, you're putting it on certain spaces that um, will take those those kind of dice faces and activating. But just the way actually this game comes with two games, it's got like episode one and episode two, um, and it's designed to to kind of span out. Uh, over like generations of these people being on this island who have just marooned this mysterious island with dinosaurs and then the second episode is like them i don't know you know 10 weeks on so they're, they're stopped fighting the dinos that are invading their camps they're now trying to explore the island find out what's going on so yeah we've, we've made it again another episode in the bag so uh, yeah thank you curly for 
joining again. It's always nice to see your face. Um, and again, thanks, uh, Davey and Paul James. We've made it an agent yeah, yeah. For, for coming along. Yeah, if, you, if you'd enjoy the chat and everything else in between um, and enjoy the content, please give us a like, subscribe and review. We, we're new. We're new on the blog. We would love any form of recognition and any comments that you can kind of do. We will absolutely take them. Yeah, you can get us on your favourite podcast player. And if you want to get in touch with us um, to ask us questions or engage with the show, we've got, actually got a few options now. We've got our brand new email, which is players at whosturn.co.uk. You can check out our Facebook page, Whose Turn Is It Anyway podcast, or our Instagram page, at Whose Turn Podcast. Or if you want to watch some middle-aged guys mess around with TikTok, we're on at Whose Turn Is It Anyway on there. Um, but we'll be back again in two weeks. So until then, whose turn is it? Thank you.